Hi, Francesca here, popping in quickly with an update to let you know that my 21-day course, How to Date with Intention, is on sale. It is 50% off for a limited time. So if you want to start 2024 dating with more alignment, more success, more fun, I invite you to check it out. There is a link in the show notes. And just know that it is a course that is delivered to you via text or WhatsApp. So you're going to get each lesson directly to your phone. And if ever you need to pause it because you're you know, going on vacation or maybe you don't want to start it until the new year, just hit pause. You can just type in pause and it will not resume until you tell it to start again. So you're in control, 50% off. Check it out. And I would love to hear how you enjoy the course, and how it transforms your dating life in 2024. Okay, now to the episode. Hello and welcome to Dear Franny. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. I'm a recovered lawyer turned love and life coach, and this podcast is the place where I talk all things love and true love, from dating and relationships to manifesting a life that you love. Thank you for being here. Hello, welcome to the show. Welcome to Dear Franny. I am Francesca Hoagie and I'm so happy to have you here. And today, Friday, December 8th, 2023, is a big day for me because this is the day that my TED Talk goes live and perhaps you are discovering me in this podcast for the first time after seeing that talk or maybe you are one of my OG listeners and friends and community members. Either way, I'm so grateful to have you here and for you taking some time out of your day. And if you haven't yet watched my TED Talk, what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go watch it. I would love to hear what you think of it. I would love to hear how it makes you feel. And if you do enjoy it, I would so appreciate you sharing it, you telling a friend, you watching it again. It's only three minutes long. It is a short but mighty three minutes, and I would definitely appreciate your support because this is a long time manifestation for me. You know, those of you who've been listening to this show have heard me talk about this before. I went to my first TED event in 2016, and I I was already a big fan of TED, and I loved TED Talks, and I was like, I am going to give a TED Talk one day. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't even know exactly what it's going to be on. I mean, I was already a matchmaker and a coach by that time. So I knew that it would be something regarding love, but I didn't know exactly. And um, it was one of those manifestations that I had a lot of patience around. I mean, I just really was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this one day. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm going to do it. And I just kind of put it on the back burner, knowing that it would be a long-term manifestation, knowing that it wasn't a matter of me going out and making it happen. It was just something to allow. And those of you who have been listening to the show and you know, like in 2022, I did a whole season about manifestation. I am definitely someone who lives my life through a combination of personal action and like full trust, guidance, and surrender to the timing of life and of the universe because I know that these things happen, it's way beyond us, right? It's way beyond our individual actions. There is definitely an energy that rises up to meet you when you have a really clear goal and intention for yourself and you act in accordance with that. And that doesn't mean that you're running around trying to 
like in dating, for instance, if you know that you have an intention to have a beautiful romantic partnership, the point is not that you now have to go on a date every day and you have to be paranoid about it and you have to, you know, constantly be, you know, vision boarding or anything like that. It's just really finding a way that works for you to keep that center right in your life and your intentions, but then also to trust and to have faith that that is inevitable outcome of your intention, of your desire, and of you taking aligned action, inspired action, right? So not going on a date with every single person, but really paying attention to, okay, well, actually there's something about this person that seems very interesting. There's something that's drawing me to them. Let me investigate that. Or, oh, I got an invitation to go to this event and it's not normally the kind of event that I go to, but something tells me maybe it'd be a good idea for me to go there. And it's not about going to the event just to meet the person, but just understanding that there is something in the experience of going on that date or going to that event or taking that class that you've been always wanting to take. There's something inherently valuable in that process, in that action, even if it doesn't result in, I went to this event and I met the love of my life, right? It's about knowing that even if you can't quote unquote, you know, see the outcome tangibly, that it all has meaning. And I really, really am a believer that everything in our lives has meaning. And if you approach your life that way, then I've had it both ways, right? I didn't always feel that everything in my life had meaning. But once I came to that realization and I started to live from that place, things started to really open up and more and more amazing things have happened in my life since I embraced that. So I hope that you do as well. But anyway, very quickly, back to Ted. In April of 2022, I went to Ted's annual conference in Vancouver. I remember walking into the theater and seeing the stage, and it's a really big stage, it's a huge stage, and I just gasped and I thought, oh my God, that is a huge stage. And there was something in me that just said, you know what, Francesca, you're going to be speaking on that stage one day, so just take it in and just accept that and you know, don't be freaked out, don't be intimidated, just know that one day you're going to be speaking on that stage and that's just, that's just what it is, that's how big it is. And I have these kinds of conversations with myself all the time, by the way. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just stood there and I took a deep breath and I looked at it and I took it all in and I was like, okay, yep, well, I'm going to be on that stage one day. And I didn't know at the time, obviously, but that day would come a year later and that was this year in Vancouver. And now my talk is going to be out in the world. So for me, this is like a really big deal because it has been this long tail manifestation as I refer to it. So that's pretty exciting. Also just signed my book deal. So, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of long-term manifestations that are coming to fruition right now. But what I really want to talk about, and thank you for listening <laughs> to that personal reflection, but this, and this is sort of the postscript or the epilogue or maybe just the next chapter in the discussion that started with my talk, which um, again, if you haven't watched it yet, please go check it out. You can go to my socials. I'm at Dear Franny everywhere. You can go to ted.com and just search Hoagie or Francesca or Googles. I think it'll, it'll be easy to find if you're connected to me on any social media because I'm posting it everywhere. The message that I really want everyone to take away from this and from really so much of my work when it comes to this topic of true love 
which is that I really want people to start taking romantic love, simultaneously taking it off of its pedestal. Marianne Williamson in her classic book, A Return to Love, you know, she calls it like the special relationship. You know, she has a whole chapter on it, by the way. I recommend that book. And it's like this idea of the special relationship is has this particular status. And it's almost like when it comes to romantic love, all of the normal rules don't apply. When it comes to romantic love, if somebody is disrespectful to you or mistreats you, but they say that they love you, then it makes it okay because, well, they love me. So it's okay that I don't have emotional safety or respect in this relationship. And so often in romantic relationships, we accept things or we present ourselves in ways that we wouldn't in any other, right? You wouldn't necessarily, I mean, some people, and I, you know, I know this, you know, from being a coach and working with clients one-on-one, you know, I've worked with so many clients who are just these amazing people. They're smart, they're interesting, they're funny, they're accomplished, and they have great relationships with their friends, with their family, with their colleagues. But when it comes to dating, they show up as a totally different person. And then they're like wondering, well, why is it not working out? And, you know, one of the things I'm always having to remind people is in dating and relationships to shift your focus from the other person liking you and then thinking that you need to conform to be to show up in a certain way. So this person likes you versus do we like each other? And the only way that you're going to find out if you like each other is if you show up as your true, authentic self, right? And that doesn't mean that you're unfiltered. That doesn't mean that you meet somebody and you dump all of your deepest, darkest secrets on them, you know, day one or anything like that. But it does mean like, who are you? How do you feel? How do you show up in the world? How do you operate? What do you value, right? What are you into? And so many people, when it comes to romantic relationships, they put all of that to the side because there is this idea that the nature of this relationship is such that I don't have to be myself. I just have to be chosen. I just have to be liked by this other person. And if I do that, if I'm good enough and if they're good enough, then I get to be happy. Then I you know, get this happily ever after ending that I've been promised. And when I talk about the fairy tale industrial complex, and when I talk about, you know, really just empowering yourself to love yourself and to know that you're worthy, the extension of that is to also start to see romantic relationships as something that is fully within your power to co-create for yourself. It is not this magical, mystical thing that you have to like chase and hope to get lucky enough to have. It is actually about seeing your role, right? because you're always half of the equation, seeing your role in how you form relationships, what you prioritize in relationships, how your ability to grow in your journey of love and in relationships, you know, these are the things that I really want people to focus on because yeah, it's not like the quick fix. It's not as romantic as, you know, the rom-com or the love song, sorry, but it's real and it's beautiful and it's available to you. So rather than hang on to this fantasy that love is supposed to just magically work out and make us happy and make our lives complete, if we can understand that, well, I don't expect that of my friendships. I don't expect that having great friends is gonna make all of my problems in life go away and I'm gonna be happy every moment. 
I don't expect that with my family. I don't think it's their job to quote, make me happy. Like I don't go into work and say, hey everyone, like it's your job to make me happy. If I'm not floating on a cloud every day in my work relationships, then like they're worthless. <laughs> you know, We have to start to examine this status that we've given romantic relationships because when I say I want us to simultaneously take love, romantic love off of this pedestal, but at the same time, I want you to, you know, this is part of my mission is for everyone to honor love more in your life, right? And not to just think that romantic relationships are about what you can get and it's this transactional thing and now somebody makes you happy and all of these things, but actually recognize like, oh, wait a second, if I center love in my life, right? If I center love in my life, if I, starting with my relationship with myself, if I start to cultivate more, you know, treating myself with more kindness and compassion, if I am able to really shift my perspective on my worthiness and to really see myself as worthy of having love, seeing myself as not because I'm more worthy than anyone else, but I'm also not less worthy than anyone else. By the way, thinking that you're more deserving of love than someone else or that you're less deserving of love than someone else those are two sides of the same coin and it's two sides of the same lie because the truth is that everyone was born deserving love everyone was born worthy of love period that is your birthright so if you can just take the question of am i good enough am i who am i like if you can just take that off the table and just say well you know what i'm willing to accept that there's not a baby on this planet that i would look at and say that child doesn't deserve love if you can see that, then you can also see that that includes you. And that also includes all the other adults around you as well. Does it mean that it's your job to be in a relationship with everyone? Obviously. However, if you can honor love, right? So this is what I mean, like simultaneously taking romantic love down off a pedestal, but then elevating the status of love and the energy of love and the action of love in our lives more generally, then when you combine that habit of that focus, that perspective on love with a romantic intention to now personally manifest a romantic partnership, then that is what becomes easy. That's what becomes inevitable. That's what becomes, well, why wouldn't I? I'm a person who centers love. And if I also have this intention for romantic love, then I can have that too. And that's what I really, really want for everyone to take away from my talk, from my podcast, from the book that I'm writing, from all the work that I do, which is to really feel more empowered, to live a life full of love, because that is what you deserve. And that is what the planet needs. <laughs> the more people who are able to really center love in life and not just put it in the special category of like, okay, here's where I'm going to be loving and everywhere else, you know, it doesn't matter. No, it matters everywhere. How you show up in the world matters everywhere. Wherever you go, there you are. That's your energy. That's your vibration. That's what you are giving to the world. And going back to what I said before about believing that everything in your life has meaning. And if you believe that everything in your life has meaning, then you understand why it is just as important to be kind to yourself and to care about your neighbor as it is to be you know, a great romantic partner to someone else because it's all connected. It's all connected. And I personally find that encouraging, you know, as somebody who grew up very much in the fairy tale of love and very much wanting it to be this magical fantasy. And as much as I idolize that, I would say that 
this journey of, you know, being a matchmaker and a coach for 10 years and my own love journey, which was very fraught and had a lot of highs and lows and heartbreaks and disappointments and all of those things. I'm at a place now where I'm like, I've never felt more in love with life than now. Like I'm, I feel that love is something that I experience every day and not just because I have a, an amazing partner who I share my life with, he's wonderful, but it's also because it's really coming from within. Like that is something that I have really prioritized in my life and it shows up in a lot of different ways, but I highly, highly recommend that you look at your own orientation towards love and see how can you bring more love into everything that you do bring more kindness, starting with yourself, right? Bring more sense and more belief in your inherent worth, everyone else's worthiness, more ability to really give yourself credit and to validate yourself and to like recognize how amazing you are, to practice gratitude for the person that you are because you're amazing. There's no one else on this planet like you and there never has been and there never will be. And that's pretty incredible when you think about it. Of all the billions of people who live or are living today and who have lived in the past and no one is exactly like you. And that's something to be grateful for and that's something to celebrate. And how does that change our relationships when we see ourselves that way? And how does it change our relationships when we actually practice self-care, not just from a place of, you know, self-care is getting a manicure so my nails look good. And by the way, I love manicures. So I've been getting manicures for decades. <laughs> I love manicures. But the point is going to a bit of a deeper place and really asking yourself, how do I want to feel, right? What is the relationship that I want to have with myself? How can I set myself up to win in life? And really then using self-care as an opportunity to put that into practice. Okay, if I know that I want to feel more grounded, what are the practices? And maybe you need to experiment and figure out, well, you know, maybe breath work helps me to ground. Maybe journaling helps me to ground. Maybe yoga helps me to ground. Meditation helps me to ground. Maybe taking a long walk. All of these things just to start to experiment. Going for a run if you're a runner. Going for a bike ride if you're a cyclist. Writing a poem if you're a poet. You know, redecorating your home if that's something that really lights you up and really grounds you. So just really thinking about what are those things becoming that detective in your own life what are those things that are really going to set me up to win that's such a loving question to ask yourself and to me that's a way in which we embody self-love by even caring enough to want to set ourselves up to thrive if you start there and you really focus on that then the idea of co-creating a healthy relationship with another person it just starts to feel easier. It starts to feel closer at hand. It doesn't feel so far away. It doesn't feel like such a fantasy. It goes from the realm of fantasy to the realm of reality. And that's where we live. And that's where love is available to you every single day. And I hope that you feel that. And um, that is my wish for you. And that is my wish for everyone who hears this podcast, who sees my talk. 
I mean, it's my hope for everyone beyond that, but it's my hope that I'm able to do my part, my small part in helping to move that needle forward in our collective conversation around love and our collective consciousness around love and our practice of love. So please join me <laughs> in, you know, really being this love emissary who is going out, you know, and advocating for love and leading with love as much as we can because the world needs that and you more than ever. So I thank you so much for listening. I'm going to wrap it up, but I will be back next week. I know I'm kind of all over the place right now with the posting schedule. I feel a bit like I just want to tell you everything that's on my heart right now. And that's what I'm doing, but I'm going to bring some more structure back to the podcast. And I will be also releasing my year in review episode, which I've been doing now for a few years. So yeah, lots more to come, but I thank you so much again for listening. Please connect with me. I would love to hear your thoughts on the talk. I am at Dear Franny on all the socials. There's links in the show notes. I hope to connect with you and thank you so, so much for listening. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world and I will be back soon. All right. Bye now. Mm-hmm.